0: Geniac vs. Lewandowski Thursday boys Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer I'm your host Nate And I'm fucking ready to go We're going to talk La Liga Serie A EPL And we're going to talk some Club World Cup I'm with Angel and my boy Rico. Say what's up, guys. What's up?
1: Yo, what's going on, fellow footballers of the world? Podcasting live to you and yours. Honestly, bro, I'm kind of feeding off your energy, Nate. Bro, that was a that was a a very very well well thought out intro. It kind of gives me a little bit of strength. Let's go.
0: Oh, there's so much that happened this weekend, man. I, I didn't know how to come off with it. I mean, Messi saves Barca. Ibrahimovic scores 500. I mean, Man United that's... tie in Fergie time. I mean,
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, but Messi staying in Barca—that's not news. That's just Barca being. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. Barca's pissing me off. Like they really need to prepare for life after Messi. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that another day.
0: Let's go to La Liga first. We'll go to La Liga first, and let's talk right. some uh, Atletico versus Celta. I mean, two two. But I'm going to read some stats off to you guys, all right? So, Suarez, 16 goals in his first 17 games with Atleti. 16 goals on 22 shots. He's had nine fewer matches and scored the same amount of goals than he's had at Barca last year. What's going on? Why is he playing so much better at Atleti?
1: Well, for one, he's back to actually being the main guy as opposed to not being the main guy at Barca. On top of that, you don't have a system. He's playing in a system where it's like, okay, uh, let's actually play soccer and let's not play, give the ball to Messi and hope for the best. I I definitely believe that that plays a huge part in his success. Not only that, but he's able to not, uh, I, I think that like not having to deal with the pressure of you know, living up to con- the constant prestige that is Barca. I believe that Suarez is, is 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 getting back in the form, so that he doesn't he can actually be the individual class of the player he was when Barca signed him. Back in form, it's actually a, a it's it's good to watch because they, they they're missing this. I know that when Griezmann left, this is what they were missing, and they got it back. You know, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy for Atletico that a Barca player is doing this for
2: them. Not being in Messi's shadow, and uh, you know, it seems that a lot of players when they go to Barcelona, all they want to do is pass to Messi. You know, it kind of took away what from Suarez, and now that he's the main guy at Atletico, like uh, he's willing, he's uh, getting open. You know, it's more of a team game than it is just. All right, Messi has the ball. Everyone, you know, let's see what he can do or let's just kind of run and see what we can do after a rebound or something. But, yeah, yeah, I saw that game and uh, both of the crosses were very similar on his goals. Uh, You know, they said that they freaking, uh, they let the ball go through. Like, how do you let the ball go through? On the first goal, it was three defenders let it go through and he just slid and scored similar to how he scored the second one. So he's, he's finishing. Yeah,
1: that's true. And the other thing that I want to note, man, is that with, uh, with Suarez, being back in form, take a look at the goals. The goals were actually just five minutes apart, you know, technically speaking, because we got it in the 45th and the 50th minute, okay, technically speaking. Now, this, that means that this dude is hungry again. With, again, being at Barca, it was just he had, for whatever reason, he had the most assists nearing the end of his tenure with Barca. Like not not the goals, the goals weren't coming, but the assists were because, again, let's pass, let's pass the message or everyone else, really. But he was always hungry. So individually, he's putting on the show uh, collectively at at should have definitely uh, walked away with the result because they were also playing at the Wanda. Uh and, and Celta, even though they're, you know, with respect to their team, they they're they're a decent team in the table and they produce every now and again, but that game should have been uh collectively won by Atletico and not just Suarez.
0: Yeah, there were three sliding goals. It wasn't like his goals are like outstanding or like crazy, but he's scoring and he's just like tapping the ball and just sliding and just putting the ball on the net. Because the delivery on these balls are amazing, he just fits the system with S- uh, Simeone uh, perfectly. That's very true.
1: I definitely and, and to your point about Simeone, Simeone definitely knows what to do
0: when he has a player on roster.
1: I, I feel like that's one one thing that's overlooked with uh, a lot of these managers that some of these high profile clubs are starting to get. They always want they they want to buy Pep, you know, Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp or this and that. And and some of these some of these times when they get players and they have money to buy players they don't necessarily, I I don't think they use they utilize them to their like full raw potential. I feel like Simeone can do that, like he does the best he can with what he has. Like they're not like Atlético's. Don't get me wrong, a top tier club and everything, but they don't have the the likeness in 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 money, fiscally speaking, like. Manchester United does, or PSG does. But when they get someone, I feel like Simeone is very good with what he wants out of that player. He's, he's able to tell that player, like, look, this is why we're here. Let's do that. And then, you, I mean, as you're seeing it, Suarez, back in form.
0: So Barcelona plays Real Batiste. Messi starts on the bench. Yeah, First half goes, nothing really happens. Barca can't do shit. Messi comes on the second half. And then he mm-hmm. saves the game. I will say this: fucking Griezmann pisses me off. I had. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I had a parlay with him scoring, and all he had to do was score. He shoots the ball, it hits his foot, goes backwards off the defender, and then goes back into the goal. Cost me almost $200. I could have won. Like,
1: yeah, like, bro, you have one job. Literally, the one thing you're brought into Barca to do, he's not doing. And I feel like uh, Barca's definitely got to start thinking about jumping ship. Like, they need, I feel like they need to stop putting their eggs into that basket as far as, as well as like they did with, with Dembele. Like, these high profile purchases aren't really working out for Barca the way they want them to. By the way, I'm terribly sorry about the $200. It is a little bit funny, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, you know, if it makes you feel any better, Nate, I didn't lose any money, so don't worry. Uh, but as far as as far as Messi, yeah, man, I, I really uh, I'm not liking that it has to take him each fucking time, every time it has to take it has to take Messi. And to the would be Barca fans out there, they really need to start. They need to start accepting, man. We need to start prepping for a life after Messi. This is, it's it's starting to piss me off. This three to two, I get. I'll take a win. A win is a win, right? A win is a win in this game. But against Real Betis, bro, for real, no. I need I need at least a five one, five two. I need something like that. And then Griezmann, I definitely need him to just, bro, like like you said, man. He has one job to do. I just need him to score. You know what I'm saying? He, he was doing it just fine. Before he got here. So I just need him to score. Angel, talk to me, bro. What's up?
2: No, uh yeah, the the signings that they're doing, man, they they're super expensive. They don't work out. Um, look at Coutinho, he he looked like a different player at Bayern Munich. And you know, for him to eliminate them last year in the Champions League, is like that's your own player. That's your that's that player is taking up a lot of your, you know, your money, and everything, and he beat you. So how is it that they're working for other teams, but they don't work at Barcelona? Like uh, Rico said, um, what's his name? Uh, all the signings, Dembele, everyone—they uh, don't work there. They're doing fine in their other clubs. But as soon as they get to Barcelona, it's like they're a completely different player. They have no energy or they're just not finishing what they're there to do.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely to that point, I believe that team morale is a bit low and I think that's because uh you have all of these players like cuz the academy players are also looking to make um headway in in the club and it sucks for them because Coleman doesn't necessarily want to have these guys as a part of the future like he he's not making plans for these players and I feel like at the end of the day these managers that are brought in for the club need to think about the overall wellness of the club what is the point of us having high profile academy players making respective headway in their own leagues in their own you know their own brackets and everything if we're just going to sell them and then another team ends up reaping the benefits of our of our academy players like they, it, it's just a little bit ludicrous to me that Barcelona just isn't waking up to the fact that these high-profile purchases, if they're going to make them, they need to start actually developing a system where the 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 actual key point, the, like the you know the whole master's thesis isn't let's work with Messi. It's a team. So like, don't get me wrong. Like it worked. It worked for a while, but Messi also not having the team morale that he once did, especially what with what happened last year and him wanting to leave and then Barca saying no. You know, it just, it, it kind of makes for a bad atmosphere altogether with all of the players and just how the overall system works on the field.
0: So, he's basically out the door. When does Coleman say, all right, we got to start not playing him, start weeding him out, start, start looking for life after Messi and when does that start this season because you can't really do that can't just really play him the whole time and then not have him there you know what I'm saying
1: exactly it's it's it kind of sucks only because you know at this point he kind of like made his bed and they kind of have to lie in it now you know you have ownership not ownership but you have like the board trying to figure out okay so who's the next who's the next guy that we want to buy who's the next guy that we want to buy when the objective i feel like it isn't who is the next guy we want to buy it's how do we work with the players that we have right now in contract for the next 3 to 4 years and that we're paying all this money to as opposed to just let's let's buy more let's buy more you know what i'm saying barcelona's just in this in this mindset of consumerism, bro. It's like the one... It's like a, it's like a fat kid that just needs to keep eating. Like, that's, that's, that's what Barca is. They're the ugly fat kid in La Liga right now, and it's really annoying me.
0: All right, let's go to the Serie A where the better player plays Ronaldo. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I mean, but fair. Fair, though. Fair. All right, so okay, Uve okay. played Roma, and Ronaldo was on one. He had that double, and they won two 0
2: Yeah. So this the Juventus game uh, against uh, Roma. The first goal that was in that was a uh, that was legit, and uh, I don't know how he crossed like he crossed it, but it was I don't know I, I don't really watch I didn't watch the whole game, so I guess that's the only goal I could talk about, but. It was still only 2-0. I, I expect more from Juventus because their team's pretty stacked. Um, kind of how Rico expects Barcelona to beat this the smaller team. Like, you got that talent. You got to show up. And uh, they counted the second goal as an own goal. So, you know, there's that. I don't know if they were trying to save up for the, the game against Inter, but I feel like they should have gone all out and, you know, demonstrate, like, we're that good.
1: I will say this. I, even even though I kind of told Nate to shut the fuck up, I should have just told myself to shut the fuck up because that's 100% correct, man. Cristiano is actually on one. Him killing himself, I mean, he he does, let's be honest, but he does work wherever he goes. He's not only like captain and commander at whatever club he plays for. I mean, we've seen it here at UVA, we saw it at, at Madrid, but he's also captain and commander at, at, at Portugal, you know? So it's, it's, it's not surprising for me to see these kind of results. Now, Roma, I wouldn't necessarily put at the same level that I would like Betis because Roma, Roma usually is a contender in, the, in Serie A most of the time. I watch, I'm starting to watch a little bit more and more now because the Italian league is starting to get back into, its like, uh, into the shadow of its former self. And and what I mean by that is like you know back in what the '90s right like the Italians were law in in soccer. You had you had Inter Milan, you had AC, you had Juve Roma. Like it wasn't just Juve demolishing league like a league year after year after year, right? Because now we do have uh, the guys at Inter doing work. We got Ibra back at AC doing work. So to see Cristiano keeping Juve at that top tier because since then as they were chevy, you know they lost they lost the informed Tevez, they lost an informed Pirlo, they lost, you know, they lost all of these players that just added to their to the to the prestige that Juve is. Cristiano just came in and just like as you say, man, he's just doing work. He's he's putting on one 2-0, it was a good result. Now today's result, pff, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent, but we're also talking about against, what, Inter Milan, right? And it just happened to go through because of the aggregate.
0: I'll tell you one thing. Inter Milan is improved, and they are looking a lot better. And you can tell that they're going to be contenders here pretty soon. And they're just missing a oh, couple yeah. couple key pieces here and there. But today's match in the Coppa Italia, Uve uh, advances to the next round on a 0-0, but both... Both teams had chances to win this. I mean, Ronaldo had point blank shots. He kicked it right to the goalie. He uh, Inter had point blank shots also. Kicked it to the goalie. I think they hit the post at one time. Uh, it was it was a good game.
1: It was. I'm I'm not really feeling how uh, Antonio Conte is dealing um, with it. So I feel like he should be able to command a bit more, just a bit more leadership, like he did maybe the first. What was it? Seven games when he was at Chelsea. Like you saw, you started to see Chelsea get get a bit back into their group once he got in. I feel like that that flair that he has a co- as a coach, he needs to he needs to up that a little bit more in order for Inter to actually come out and start winning these get these these games where they count. This one was a big game. Like Juve Juve just tying them is like I either expect that or I need them. You know what I mean? Or everybody's like, okay, well they should win a 1-0, 2-0 zero, zero result, but Antonio Conte should come out and be like, okay, guys, we are disrupting the natural order of things for the past, what, eight years where Juve has just been champs. So Inter Milan now is starting to do work. Even Ibra over at over at AC. Like, I like what's happening at the Italian league right now where it's no longer just gonna be Juve and we're just gonna be, oh, they won again? Oh, they won again? You know what I mean?
2: Yep. Yeah. So So, uh, my thing is, like how Rico was saying, it's starting to come back. But the stars that are making him, you know, like a show and making it interesting is, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Ibra and Lukaku, like they're all a little older. So hopefully, like they can get some some more guys out into the. You know italian league to keep it interesting because like he said it's boring just watching juve win it all all the time and it's not even interesting you know you just expect them to win it and all right let's watch them in the champions league because they're gonna win it every year
0: i think inter's going through uh Conte's going through a rebuilding phase with inter and it's kind of the same thing that's going on at ac milan these big clubs that were massively huge that they were the giants of all europe they had they went through that rebuilding stage and and you're you're starting to see it come come to life right now. It's starting. They're just missing a couple key players here and there. I mean, Ibrahimovic came back to uh, uh, AC Milan. He just scored his what his 500th, and then in his 500th and mm-hmm. one goal this weekend. Yeah. Some of those goals were nasty. I mean, he has AC Milan at another level of him playing right now.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm loving what Ibra's doing. Now. I just love for me personally, if it's not. Messi or Ronaldo winning the Ballon d'Or for all those years I I genuinely believe Ibra is the third best player in some of those cases It might have been arguable that he was a little bit better, but because he can't actually lead a team to championship glory It's I feel like that hindered him in, in ever receiving that trophy. I feel like he's the You know what? I feel like he's the honorary kind of kind of of this of this little golden cristiano messi era man for me personally he has the best one time hit like one time strike than messi or ronaldo i don't think ronaldo or messi could hit a one time ball like a volley in the air as it comes to you better than he can ever's got the nastiest hit i've ever seen
0: yeah ronaldo has the be- the most power under his shot and I think Messi has oh, the, yeah. the better placement out of all of them.
1: Yeah, that's actually, yeah, I would go with the fair assessment. Now, the only reason I'm agreeing with the Ronaldo power shot is because that one strike, I'm sure we all remember, it. that one strike he had with Manchester United where he's, what, 40, 45 yards out and he's, he's dribbling laterally and then just strikes the absolute living shit out of the ball into the, what, left pocket was insane. Like that, once I I saw that and then he started pointing to his thigh, you know, in the celebration, like, you know, who's the power? A little bit gay, but you know, it was cool. It was a good strike nonetheless.
0: Rico went to the weight room to start doing legs for two weeks straight.
1: Bro, yeah. Matter of fact, I cramped (laughs) up on like the first two sets.
0: All right, let's go into the EPL. As we're talking Manchester United, United tied Everton 3-3. I was watching this game the first half. Uh, it was 2-0 going into halftime. I was like, damn, United had this match won already. I stopped watching it, and then my phone started blowing up. Derek and Jordan and Blake started, started texting me saying, Hey, you guys watching this? You guys watching this? Uh, Everton just tied it up. James Rodriguez scored tied up 2-2. And then United came back. Oh, yeah. United came oh. back, and then... What happened in Fergie time, coward Lewin puts it in, ties it. How ironic.: <laughs> uh, By
1: the way, the Hamas Rodriguez, there's another player that doesn't necessarily work out in one, in one high-profile club, but then goes to another and then just you know has his, has his shine. Um, as far as Man United, uh, I would have thought that Cavani would have at least had two. I feel like Cavani should have had two goals minimum at that game.
0: Well, he whiffed that one Uh, shot. He had a shot where he went to try to volley it and just completely whiffed it.
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because I wouldn't be the only— because otherwise it just sounds like I'm hating, and I'm not not really trying to hate on Cavani. I do like him as a player, but you're absolutely right. That one shot that he absolutely— Oh, it was just, as the English say, just shite. (laughs) It was. Yeah. But Everton, um, I'm thoroughly enjoying, actually. I, you know, they're one of the I – don't, I don't mind them. You know, I, I actually kind of root for them in the Merseyside Derby whenever they got that going on. So, like, it, it's, it's really cool to see Everton uh, keep up with the likes of Man U. However, with, with the back and forth, I, I feel like it just made for a very nice atmosphere of, you know, a, a nice good afternoon of football.
0: This was a very disappointing result for United. United were up 2-0, and they were just cruising. They, they looked like the better team out there the first half. And that Bruno Fernandes goal outside the 18, dude, he just touched the ball and then bam, hit it, and caught the goalie off the line, side netting. It was gorgeous.
1: True. And, and I'm actually kind of ecstatic that it was a very terrible result for Man United being a Manchester City supporter myself. But, I don't know, man. Man United, to me, are like the Dallas Cowboys of the BPL. They just won't, get, like, you know, they just their fans just really think that they're really going to win it every single freaking season. Shout out, Lowe's.
2: So Angel. No, yeah, like you just said, um the, both of Everton's goals came right after halftime, like in five minutes. They uh Man United was dominating that, that game. It didn't even look like they had any competition. You know, five minutes later, they fall asleep a little bit, then they're tied. Um I thought they were gonna win at the end when they scored the third goal, but you know, again they just they don't play defense. You know, they let the they let the I don't know, they just let that goal coming very late it was the last play of the game i believe and it's like how like you know that you know what they're gonna do you know what the plan is like how are you gonna allow them to get behind you and um you know it was the hey i couldn't do anything it was one-on-one like i mean he could have probably dived a little better or you know attempted more but it's not really on him it's on all the other players that were there in the box that's supposed to be helping him out Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i think uh Harry Maguire kept uh, Calvert-Lumen on, and then he's calling for an all-sides. And it's like, dude, you left him on. It's like, there's no all-sides. The um, 95th-minute
1: 95th goal, though.
0: So, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. Arsenal lose 1-0 by an early mistake in the second minute. Uh, Cedric passed the ball back to holding. Villa intercepted it on a sloppy... Sloppy-ass pass, and then they crossed it into Ole Watkins. He shot it, deflected, and not even two minutes on Matt Ryan's debut, a goal was scored. And unfortunately, he loses this game, but he played an awesome game. He had an awesome debut besides that first two minutes. Uh, This game really shows how much uh, tyranny means to Arsenal, because it just seems without his energy out there, Arsenal are just lacking that punch, that go-to, that drive out there. Uh, Bumming, they did, he did start on the bench, he came on the second half, but it it just wasn't enough, Arsenal had possession, they controlled the game, but they just couldn't finish, it was, uh, I think... Arteta needs to figure out how to get the guys going right away because it seems like the first 25 minutes, they're not there yet. And if a team can get on them right away and score, they just have a hard time coming back after it.
2: Yeah, so that goal was so fast. I was in the kitchen getting, getting some water, and I'm like, What the hell? Goal. And I I would have assumed it was going to be Arsenal, you know, but it was uh, Aston Villa and I'm like, wow, you know, I don't really care for Arsenal. You know, I always like to talk about them. And since we were talking earlier about, you know, the teams that seem to be rebuilding, Arsenal seems to be rebuilding for the last 10 years or so every year. They, they try something different and uh, they try to switch it around completely. It doesn't work for them. They're they're doing the same thing Barca is buying players, and it's not working out for them. Uh, I remember that when Nate was all like, "Hell yeah, we signed Pepe, we're gonna win it all," you (laughs) know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, like it's—I don't know—Arsenal is one of those teams that it's also living in their glory days, like Manchester United, you know. And uh, they were doing really well a couple matches ago, and now they're, they're dropping on the table, and it's not going to be their year again. So we'll see if they even get top four or, you know, sniff the top eight. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Personally, Nate, man, how are you feeling about these stats? I'm looking at the stats for the game, and it, it is a bit of, like, it's abysmal that they lost a game where they have seven corners, so that we're talking about seven set pieces here. Pass accuracy is through the roof; it's eighty-seven percent. So, like, it's not like they're not playing ball. They're they're definitely controlling the game. Five hundred ninety-seven passes, possession sixty-seven percent. I want to know what the fuck they're doing at practice, as far as scoring, and what Obama like is Aubameyang not going to practice? Because scoring should definitely be, you know, I I can't remember how many times when we were playing in college we'd have to practice set pieces and drills so that we actually score. And then in a game like this, especially where where you're losing, you have the entire game to go after two minutes. You have the entire game to go and you can't do it. That's a very disappointing loss for Arsenal only because it's not like Aston Villa scored in the 75th minute or the 80th minute and, you know, Arsenal had very little time to like get, even then, I still wouldn't understand. But after two minutes and then you got an entire game, like what, why, why don't you have a fire lit under your ass so that you actually win a game? But then again, it's Arsenal we're talking about. So,
0: Hey, we had our chances. I mean, (laughs) arguably Lacazette had a PK, had a PK, but uh, Martinez got away with it from dragging him down. I mean, I mean, they pulled the double on us this year. That's that's awesome. Good result for them. I mean, I'm not putting down Villa. They they had a having a good year so far. I mean, they look good out there. Uh, well, that put them at yeah, that
1: put them at ninth on the table. That dropped you guys down to the bottom. You're you're at the top of the bottom of the half of the table.
0: What are we at sitting, tenth place now sitting, or what?
1: Yeah, no, you're you're sitting really ugly at eleventh place. <laughs> Right under Leeds Leeds United.
0: Hey, we play Leeds this weekend, so
1: Yeah, hopefully you guys do something there, man. But Leeds I was I'm actually kind of impressed with Leeds staying steady at the mid table. I mean they were they were what, number three and four, maybe about four or five weeks ago, right? But um, you know, it feels like the natural order of shit kinda got into play, except for Man U. Man U is still staying steady at two, even with that disappointing loss. Uh, at at second place, five points behind Man City.
0: I will say this, uh, Odegaard, the few chances that he's had so far that he's come on, he's looked very good. He's going to be pushing for time because I can see uh, immediately uh, Smith-Rowe getting some rest here because he's just been going um, every game so far. But I think once Odegaard gets his shot out there and starting getting some some more minutes under his belt, he's going to be pushing for starting time a lot more. And uh, he's silky out there, dude. I, I, If I'm Arsenal right now, I'm trying to buy him up. Get him now because once, once Modric and uh, Tony Cruz and all them guys decide they want to go, his time to shine over there in real is going to be nice. But if I'm Arsenal, get him now while, while he's not playing there.
1: I would, yeah, I would actually be inclined to agree with you. As a Matter of fact, I feel like he would be uh, perfection. Like that, that dude would be a very good fit over at Arsenal. He would definitely, um, as you say, what was the word you used? Silky, super gay. But I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty cool. No, no, it's pretty cool to see him uh, play the way that he plays because you see flashes, like flashes of brilliance. Uh, the way that he does against Norway. Like I mean not against but for Norway. You know what I mean? We're talking about the kid, when he was fifteen he was playing with the men and he was having these these nice silky flashes of, of brilliance and I feel like if he if, if if you guys do get him over at Arsenal, you'll see that more and more. Especially with him being able to have uh being able to create with the vision that he has of the field. He has his presence, like knowing where he is. You know, his self-awareness on the field is really, really good. So, yeah, I would be inclined to agree with him, man. I think he would he would be a good fit for
0: Arsenal. All right, let's go into this uh, Liverpool City match. Allison gave, pretty much gave this game to Liverpool. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. like, relentless times that he just gave the ball away to them. It was like one time, hey, you get a shot. And then he kicked it back to him. He's like, oh, you don't want to score? Hey, you get a shot. And then they finally scored. (laughs) But this game was actually good up till halftime. And then it was just a completely different match. I mean, uh, Gunduan had that PK.
1: Right.
0: Had that PK. He skied it. I don't know what he was thinking on that. I think he just probably tried to... Saw the goalie move and tried to switch his spot at the last minute. And ended up skying it. But... I'll tell you one thing. I am very impressed with the way he's playing. And I am very impressed with Man City, with them winning these games without De Bruyne and without a forward out there playing that false nine.
1: This is, you know what, up to your point about having, having this kind of skill on the field against teams without De Bruyne is definitely a big plus for Man City. To know that they can actually perform this way without their actual key player. I mean, for me, for me, De Bruyne is is the living, breathing engine of that team. For me. So. As far as but yeah, that was a very good point. Man City being able to perform this well without him is 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 a testament to how like if they just keep at it, I believe they'll they'll end up winning the league. Uh, provided, of course, uh, Manchester United continues to play crappy. Which, by the way, I'm rooting for. If if we can get more 95th-minute goals against them, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Just give, give me that last, the, those last sweet 10 seconds. Because really, it's really about the last sweet 10 seconds, as all men know. Ha <laughs> All right, no. Seriously, though. Um, Liverpool, uh... I'm not really sure where they're at right now. I, I, I mean, Mo Salah is still informed. He's doing his thing, right? Can we all agree? Mo Salah yeah. definitely still doing his thing. But that you're right. The good, the keeper really needed to get his head out of his ass that game.
2: I'm glad he didn't, so that this result stayed the way it did. Yeah, and uh, the only thing I didn't like about this game was that that PK for Mo Salah, like it was really weak. And I'm like, come on, how are you gonna give it? Give them that PK. Like I get it. it it's because of where it happened, but that was a weak penalty. And uh, you know, at the moment, it kind of looked like, oh well, it, it's going to be a game changer. And uh, like you guys mentioned already, that second half for Allison Becker. I mean, come on, how like they're passing it back to you, and he just literally just kicked it. He didn't even look at where he was kicking it to. And I don't think he got enough pressure for him to be like panicking and just kick it. He just like, oh, the ball and kicked it randomly twice and it's like how are you gonna gift two goals away like especially it's the second half like you're you're there you're in the game and he just he cost them everything not to say that uh Folden and uh sterling weren't playing well like but he just after that they, they had no chance like after the second goal then they just kind of gave up so let me ask you guys this, though, for real. Now, now with, this, with
1: this kind of performance, right, for, for Allison, do we now give... Is Jurgen Klopp not thinking of, of Adrian to come on, Or is he just going to pretty much yell at, at, at Allison and be like, bro, what the fuck, and then continue to play? Him, or does he give Adrian a chance
0: now? So after the game, Klopp was asked this question also. And basically Klopp slid... His excuse was he had cold feet.
1: Uh, I mean I hate to argue with I hate to argue with Klopp only because Klopp like his knowledge of the game is is, is actually it it's really uncanny. I, I love I love his interviews. If he really believes that he just had cold feet, I feel like he was just defending him just I, as he was you just know, playing like, around. Uh, I, uh, I just think it was a coach it was a coach backing up his player. Not necess- I feel like he probably did have a talk with Allison after that and be like I just went on national TV and told everybody you just had cold feet, so don't prove me wrong. You need to get your head in the game and let's start playing. I think that's I think that's what happened. I think it, that was just a moment of like, okay, let me just stick with my player because I'm the coach. I gotta look like I stick by stand by my team, you know what I'm saying?
0: But well, honestly, he plays that way when Van Dyke is out there and uh when they have the original back line and mm-hmm. I think that he was like so used to playing that way that under pressure like that, it just came naturally to him. And then the defenders that they have back there now didn't know what to do, didn't know how to react because you don't have the greatness of Van Dyke back there leading the line. And then yeah. when you have a shot like Foden had in the fourth goal, you can't do anything about that. That was just amazing rip. It was upper 90, top titty. It was gorgeous.
2: That's true. It was a good strike. Angel, did you die on us over there, bro? What's up? Nah, I'm just, uh, I'm right here looking uh, at the fixtures coming up for Liverpool. I mean, they have Leicester, and then they have the Champions League against RP Leipzig, and they're going to go against Everton. So it's a tough stretch for them coming up. They, if, if it really was this cold feet, he needs to get his act together because these next three games are, are crucial to see if he's, uh you, you know, if it's really he was that good or if it was all defense that was making him look good. And, you know, at, at that point, you decide which goalkeeper you're going to have after that, because then they have a couple soft games against Sheffield and, you know, Fulham. But that that return leg against uh, Arby, let's we don't know. Oh, like, I feel like if he does make a goalie change, that's when he would uh we would see him do it. Just depends on these following games. So you believe that these results are really going to
1: play more of a key, more of a key role on on whether or not on like just the decision based on, like overall decision on who plays keeper for keeps going forward in the rest of the season, not only just in BPL but in Champions
2: League as well. Um. Well, it depends on the result against uh, Leipzig. But yeah, I mean, uh, once the. Once the EPL is out of reach, then you got to focus on, on the Champions League, and you got to look and make adjustments to see who's the better option at goalkeeper to provide you the better chance at competing for that tournament. True. Now,
1: you guys are Jurgen Klopp.
2: Which, which, which
1: keeper you taking right now for the next game?
2: I stay with Allison.
1: You stay with Allison. What about
0: you, Nick? Yeah, you stay with him. He needs to get his confidence back. All right. So let's get into the Club World Cup. All right, let's rock. The final. Bayern Munich versus Tigres, Lewandowski versus Gignac. Can the Tigres break the seven-tournament win streak that the European clubs have on this trophy? No. Angel. No. <laughs> no, Bayern Munich's so. your team, boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see this happening. Um, it depends on who they, they actually set out like in the lineup and if they take this game seriously, the the levels is um I mean I just think Bayern is that much better. Like even their 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 B team probably couldn't take out Tigres, And um yeah I don't see it happening. Even though Gignac, you know, he's he is who he is. He scores. He's relentless, but they they beat one one zero. It wasn't like they smashed him or anything. Like they just look average and to them this is a big match because they want uh to say like we did it we're the only team from the concacaf to win this tournament Bayern Munich might not care they they might just see it as, as just another whack trophy you know we, we want to focus on the champions league we um uh, they're at the top of the bundesliga they got that you know a little bit of space now separation from second place so i just don't see them really focusing on tigres but even if even if they do start their, their real team, they won't probably need them past the halftime. I say it's going like, to be like 3-0 or 4-1, something of that nature.
1: Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with you, man. I, I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to take this game. They're going to get the game. It's due credit. It is a club World Cup. The trophy more sought after, obviously, in Europe is Champions League. Now, Tigres... With respect to that club, they do well in CONCACAF, obviously. They do well in the, in the MX. They, they're a good team. You know, all things considering, they're a good team. However, just the individual class, I mean, let, let's really think about this. If they, if they I'm, I, For me personally, I'm not even, aside from the fact that they're, as, as a club, they're non-comparable. Just from the sheer size, just like the, the, the overall monetary value of the club, it's not comparable, but now let's 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 start comparing individual class of the players. Lewandowski, who 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 think of this guy? yeah, no, like again, who who do they have? I mean, that's even on that. Uh, that's, he's not on par <laughs> with, with Lewandowski. You
2: no, that's I'm the saying? only person they have. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I just named
1: one. You know, you got you got all the you got the whole you got the whole rest of the Bayern squad. They're defending. They're defending Champions League. Yes. 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 Yeah, so like, well, I mean, I don't even think that if they just take it half seriously, they'll give you that four-one result. You know, and and Tigres. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be really funny to see a Mexican team beat Bayern. Just any any Mexican team. I, I'd take i take Monterrey against against Bayern at this point, but I I don't see it.
0: Like you, I don't see it, bro. Thedas are rolling right now, and they got that fire be- by them right now. What we're going to see is what we see in the Bundesliga, is whack defending from Bayern Munich. They're going to let Gignac go past them, one-on-one with Neuer, and Neuer's going to be like, help me, and Gignac's going to score. I see this game going into a shootout, and you know what? Degrees is going to win. Just let... Oh,
1: Nick, just let that marinate, please. Just marinate in what you just said. Are you kidding
0: me? You, remember you I said
1: that. Believe. Remember I said that. Bro, I, we got the podcast. I don't have to remember shit. It's going to be on the air. <laughs> like, this is... You're, you're really telling me right now. You're telling me that Degrees are going to win on a shootout. You think that Byron is going to let it go down to a die? I think like, it will. even if they don't... Even if they don't start with, with you know with Lewandowski, uh, with uh, uh, Muller, with all those guys, you, even with them not starting, you think that by the time that they get into the 55th minute, sixty minute, and they still don't have, have a goal, which by the way, I'm sure they, I think they'll have one or two by halftime. You know, you think that even if they get to that far without a goal, they're not going to send in the rest of the artillery just to finish that game. They don't want to. Stay, they don't want
0: to stay for shootout. They're like, we want to. We want to fucking go home, dude. These guys want it more, and we're gonna see it. We're just gonna show. If even if they park the bus, you can see this. Stu- are you sure your Are you sure your Mexican pride isn't just
1: playing a bias right now <laughs> for 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 the biggest bro?
0: I like what I've seen. I like what I see, and. I can see this going in a shootout. I want to see this going into a shootout. And I, if this can go into a shootout, I think Diggitas wins this. I don't trust oh, Neuer. Oh,
2: I, would
1: lo- I would love to see this go into a shootout. I just don't. See I it don't
0: think Neuer can shootout. win this game in a shootout. You don't think that, you don't think
1: Neuer, which is known to be a dope, a dope keeper in actual shootouts. I don't think he will. Can win this game in a shootout.
0: Uh,
2: he's delusional. <laughs>
1: No, but you know what's funny, Angel, is that we're both going to be eating shit if this dude actually ends up being right with this ridiculous, like, uh, call that he's making right now. That Figuez is, will... is going to win.
0: <laughs> I am 4-0 and in finals. I'll just let
1: you guys know. Do you have a copy of the Sports Almanac from Back to the Future? Is that how you know you're making this call right now, where it's actually going to happen? Because if so, <laughs> let me know so I can place a bet on the Figuez and just become a millionaire off of this one game. I will put I will drop my entire life savings if you got that sports almanac in that movie bro. Text me after.
0: Just make sure you guys follow me at Pablo the Gambler on Twitter. <laughs> 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 Alright. Alright guys uh, so let's go into final thoughts. Angel? Okay. Um I I wanna see this game uh beat
2: as Byron. I, I don't think I just can't see anything happening in that game, man. Like being a shootout or anything. You said you're 4-0, but how do we know you didn't pick, you know, the obvious choice? Like there's always the European side that it's, it looks, you know, so much better. This is the underdog that you're picking. So I just don't see that happening. Uh, you know, if it does happen, you know, like Rico said, we'll be eating shit, uh, you know, because I, it just it looks impossible.
1: Can I ask you that? how much do you plan on betting on this game with your prediction?
0: I want to see the I want to see the spread. I haven't seen the spread yet. I may just throw like 20 bucks on it just to see what it is. Mm. So he doesn't so have the
1: money. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have. I kind of want to bet $100 on Byron winning this game.
0: It's going to be a ridiculous spread. It's going to be like I want to say like 500 -500. Um, Byron. So
1: then, so then, so then, if Tigres do win, those like two dollars that you want to bet will end up being something pretty. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, final thought as far as that game is concerned. I mean, don't get me like I would actually like to see this result that you want to happen for this game. I would love to see a Mexican Concacaf conference team beat a UEFA defending European champion team i i really feel like the I, I don't know i feel like uefa uefa wouldn't allow that i feel like something would be rigged they, they're just like we can't even even if there's a hint of concacaf beating uefa in any sort of like capacity i feel like they would want to rig that game but buying against the, that's like that's like if tyson uh, a, 90, a 92 Mike Tyson fighting a 2021, uh, what's the name? What was the dude he just fought that he just whooped his ass? Roy Jones Jr.
0: All right, final thoughts. I'll, I'll talk about this too. Anything can happen in the game of soccer, and we've seen it, boys. We've seen it before. So this isn't the same team that won. The Champions League. All those rentals are gone, and this could be a different outcome, or they could just get smacked. So, but if it does happen, the season, the,
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. It is not the same team, but it also isn't Byron versus what is it? Real Madrid or Juventus? It's not. It's not that. It's not them versus them either. It's
0: Byron versus Iguodala. So just, we'll just have to wait till Thursday. I like really want to watch this. I'm like excited for this game now. I
1: don't. I really don't give a shit about Thigas, but I, I'm excited for this game just to see if this result happens. And if this result happens, I'm gonna be super pissed you didn't tell me to bet on Thigas
0: because I feel like you know some shit <laughs> on the low. All right, guys. So we are gonna have a special on Sunday, and Rico's gonna be with us. We're gonna talk uh, Champions League on Sunday. Give you guys a Champions League preview. Going into this week, since this in the, we're going into the knockout rounds, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we'll be coming at you every Tuesday night, Friday night on Pablo's Bets, and we're gonna have a special for you guys on Sunday night. It's at uh, Soccer Did on Twitter, and it's uh, Did Someone Say Soccer podcast on Instagram so make sure you guys follow us and we're always throwing content on on instagram and we're throwing our shows out on uh on twitter so hopefully you guys like our content and thanks for thanks for coming guys and if you want more
1: of angel and how riveting his answers are please drop it in the comments below on any one of the riveting comments posts that we have on instagram also twitter And ladies, this man is single. He's home like a moose.
0: All right? Straight up. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get him in trouble with his wife. All right. There you go. So tell your family. Tell your friends. All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Peace.